And here's the real kicker that's going to be hard to stomach. The reality is only restaurant managers are required to be food safety certified. Hi, I'm Maria, otherwise known as the Fit Foodie. I'm a chef, holistic nutritionist, author, inventor, and mom. And I want to welcome you to my podcast. It's called Recipes for Your Best Life. And with every episode, I'm peeling back the onion on fitness, nutrition, health, wellness, and family. The truth is you're the chef of your life. And for every important pillar, there's a great recipe worth sharing. So every week we'll explore them together. Think of it as food for thought that you can really sink your teeth into. So join me and let's squeeze the joy out of this life because you only get one. Can I get a fork, yeah? It was about 6.30 a.m. and I had been throwing up every five minutes for two and a half hours. All I could think was, just leave me here in a corner and let me die in peace. No joke, that's how I felt just a couple of years ago when I ate at a restaurant in Los Angeles the night before my big pitch. It was the day that I would get to pitch my food safety products, my Eat Cleaner line, to potential superstar athlete investors like Kevin Durant on a new show called MVP. Yes, I said food safety products. Isn't that forking ironic? Instead of being able to focus on executing my pitch flawlessly in one of the biggest moments of my life, I had to hold back the tears and the pangs and the frigid cold that had captured my body and stand in front of my audience, a crew of over 40, and pray to God that I would not buckle over, throw up again, or worse, collapse in front of everyone. I'm the inventor of Eat Cleaner Food Wash and Wipes, a whole line dedicated to food safety and shelf life extension. I developed the line with my dad, Dr. Shauki Ibrahim, Professor Emeritus of Environmental Science. And after seven different formulations, we finally figured out the one that would work effectively. I've been in the food industry for over 26 years. And what I know and what I've learned in that time of being immersed in the culinary world would shock you. But that's not what this is about. This is really about what do we do as consumers? It doesn't matter that you have a lot of food safety information if you don't apply it. So here I was, reeling from the effects of eating tainted food. So you're asking me, why did you eat out? If you know so much, if, if you know what this food can do to you. Well, we all eat out, right? I mean, rarely is there a time where you can just completely avoid that, where you only eat at home. And it occurred to me a couple of years ago when this happened that we had to be able to create a line of products for food service too, not just for the home chef. According to the FDA, of the 10 riskiest foods, 
Fresh produce comprises five. And the number one spot, which is leafy greens. Guess what's not on the list? Meat and poultry. <laughs> I know. They're not even in the top 10. And I bet if you ask most people what's scariest to them, they might list a burger or chicken. Now, trying to play it safe, because I know what foods are risky, I went with a cooked crab and shrimp dish. And I did have a lettuce cup that had some salad in it. And the next day, I became a statistic. One of the 48 million reported cases of foodborne illness in the U.S. every single year. Foodborne illness is essentially the same thing as food poisoning. So when I say foodborne illness, know that it's usually pathogenic. It comes from, generally speaking, E. coli, salmonella, or listeria. In some cases, food poisoning is referred to when food is not cooked properly or held properly. But that can actually create the pathogens that I just mentioned. So sometimes they're used interchangeably. Now, I did become a statistic, but I was lucky. I didn't end up in the hospital like the other 125,000 every year in the U.S. Or, not to be morbid, but in a casket like over 3,000 people in the U.S. every year. I'm sorry to be so harsh, but it really frustrates me because... All the time we see stories about foodborne illness and recalls and lettuce and melons and other produce items causing people irreparable harm, changing their lives forever. Like the young woman, <laughs> I can't even call her a young woman, seven-year-old who had kidney failure, who, would, who will be on dialysis her whole life after eating tainted romaine lettuce last year. So what happens if you're autoimmune compromised, like my dad, a cancer survivor who has an immune deficiency and uses a catheter every day? Or what do you do if you're a pregnant woman or a child or elderly? All highly, highly at-risk groups. The question begs, what are the standards we're holding restaurants to when it comes to food safety? Researchers from the Center for Science and the Public Interest analyzed 10 years of data on more than 10,000 foodborne illness outbreaks collected by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. And they found that restaurants are the most frequent location for outbreaks and are responsible for twice as many outbreaks as private homes. Yes, that's twice as many. So every time you go out to eat, you're taking a risk. Those odds are not on our side. And here's the real kicker that's going to be hard to stomach. The reality is only restaurant managers are required to be food safety certified. In the state of California where I live, only one manager level person in the whole restaurant is required to be served safe certified. One. So what if they're out sick? What if they're in the front of the house and they're not in the back watching who's handling the food and if they're doing it right? The workers, the chefs, the sous chefs, the people in the back are the ones touching the food and handling it. 
and making sure or should be making sure that it's safe for you to eat. If they only had a vague idea of that, it would be like handing each one of them a bullet and hoping they didn't find a gun to point at you. If you've ever worked at a restaurant, you know darn well what I'm talking about. On top of that, restaurants are not required to perform any kind of kill step for produce or any other products. If they're rinsing their produce with water, which we know based on our extensive third-party lab studies does not make an impact on reducing pathogens, the ones that can put you in the hospital or worse, then do we just hope and pray and cross our fingers that it's all going to work out? If you're eating anything raw where there's no kill step, and I mean anything, not just produce, but fish like sushi, oysters, any kind of protein that's served raw, all you can do is just hope that you don't become a statistic. And if they're relying on their vendors to make sure everything is clean, it leaves a lot to be desired. All I have to say is Chipotle. Remember? It was Chipotle's vendors that provided the ingredients that ended up leading to a whole rash of foodborne illness outbreaks. But ultimately, Chipotle was on the front line because they're the ones serving the food. The last point of handling should be responsible for its safety. I mean, consumers have the right to know. Have your salad greens been washed thoroughly to reduce risk as much as possible? Were the lemons that are in your drinks washed? Did you know that those lemons end up, lemons and limes end up on the floor of most back uh, you know, in the back of the kitchen or the walk-in and oftentimes don't even get washed? Or the shellfish or the vegetables and fruit that go into your raw juice? I, I don't want to go into all of the scary details about the latest foodborne illness outbreaks and headlines because honestly, they're just too numerous to name. But for the sake of this letter to you, this appeal to you, I'm not an inventor or tied to a product line or food safety products. I'm a human being. I'm a mother of two. I'm a child of two. I'm someone who loves to eat and try new and interesting foods at restaurants, but scared, fearful, because eating out makes me feel very vulnerable. Like vulnerable. Like, I can't even describe to you how I felt on that day when I had to go and present on this new show called MVP.com and just pray that I wouldn't fall over. I know there's no such thing as zero risk, but we have to hold restaurants and food service establishments to higher standards. And we also have to educate families on how to protect themselves so that they can feel confident about the choices that they're making. So here's what I would recommend. I'd recommend that all employees go through proper food safety training, especially anyone that has their hands in the food. Management is one thing, but the people doing the cooking and serving is another. Serving too. You've gotta to know what to do in order to serve the food properly. 
So when you're in the trenches, it should be you that is service that is certified, not just the manager. I'd also recommend that all produce and foods that don't go through a kill step or get actually get cooked are handled and washed properly. And that means everything that's staying raw from salads to juices to vegetables and fruits. If you're just rinsing with water alone, it's not going to be effective in getting these contaminants and additives off. It's like going into a garden and putting your hands all over the soil and then just going and rinsing it and then using your hands to eat. It doesn't work. And if restaurants are getting produce that's pre-washed, they need to make sure that they have gone through the proper channels to sanitize and clean the produce as effectively as possible and look at the reports. Make sure that they're asking for a certificate of analysis to see what's been done to reduce the pathogens on those foods. Another thing that needs to happen is that all proteins need to be processed properly and ensure that they're not getting cross-contaminated with raw items. This is one of the most dangerous ways that foodborne illness can be transmitted. And it happened to somebody that I know that went to a restaurant, ate ahi, seared ahi tuna that had been cross-contaminated with chicken and went from being a track star to being in a wheelchair. It can happen to everybody, even if you're not autoimmune compromised. We've got to make sure that food handlers are not touching raw than cooked foods and changing their gloves often, whether it's in a restaurant or in your grocery store. I mean, or, or the local deli. I see this happening all the time where they'll pick something up with gloves that's raw and then they'll use the same gloves for something that's cooked. That's such a big no-no and it's just such a simple thing. If you spot that when you're purchasing foods or getting served, make sure you let them know and don't eat what they've just served you. It's totally permissible and allowable to say, hey, you need to change your gloves or you need to change the tongs or I don't really want you touching my food with your bare hands. And if you're in the food service industry, I would highly, highly urge you to promote your food safety practices on your menu. You know, it's not something to bury under the rug anymore. You'll actually earn the respect of your customers if you do this and educate them at the same time. It's time we, we hold hands on this. We do it in grocery stores. We do it at restaurants. We do it at juice bars. We do it in the local deli. We do it everywhere where food is purchased so that we help consumers take care of their food properly. No one wants to become a statistic. Nobody wants the people that they're, they love to suffer. I recently talked to one of the leading attorneys, if not the leading attorney, that uh, prosecutes cases that have to do with foodborne illness. His name is Bill Marler. And he shared with me that the list of foods that he avoids eating are long. And that includes everything pretty much uncooked, especially sushi and oysters. And he also avoids leafy greens and pre-washed produce. He won't buy it in the store. 
And he's represented thousands upon thousands of clients that have unfortunately had their lives altered from getting sick from foodborne illness. When you hear that, it really does make you think twice before you bite. So practice sound food safety practices at home. Make sure you're processing your food the smart way. Make sure that you're storing food at the right temperature. Make, make sure you're cooking food to the right temperature. And when you go out to eat, ask the same questions. You have the right to know because food poisoning slash foodborne illness is no forking small matter. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know you have a lot of choices out there of what to listen to, what to watch. So it means a lot to me that you're here with me. And hey, if you love this content, would you hit the subscribe button? I want you around. I don't want you to just show up for one episode and leave. I want you here, part of the conversation, a seat at this table. And while you're at it, would you share this with your friends and family? And if you take a screenshot and share it on your social media with a hashtag RFYBL for recipes for your best life, I'll make sure to personally give you a shout out and you may just be featured right here on the show. So until next time, here's to living deliciously and being the chef of your best life.